You're listening to BG Mania for May 23rd, 2018. Stick around after the final song ends for our full plans and details for E3 2018 coverage. On with the show. Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games. As always, I'm Brian, and I'm actually flying solo this week. Frank and I were unable to get our schedules to align to where we could record this episode. We can't miss it, so here we go. Before we get into the excellent music we have lined up for your listening pleasure today, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy. However, gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to technisportusa.com and use the offer code LDG, which stands for Level Down Games. Offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box in all of our videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services we've got techie sport gaming chairs amazon origin pc and razor thanks in advance for all of the support all right we are continuing our series episodes we've got one out of the way already we did finish super mario when we took a look at super mario odyssey music two weeks ago right now we're going to be taking a look at The Legend of Zelda Part 6. We've got 10 tracks from The Wind Waker and 10 tracks from Twilight Princess. The opening track you heard there was the title theme from The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. 
Uh, I do want to talk about the Wind Waker for a minute because in all actuality, the Wind Waker is one of my favorite Legend of Zelda games of all time. It originally released here in North America on March 24th, 2003 for the Nintendo GameCube. It helps that this game was actually on the GameCube because as everyone knows, I have a lot of personal and fond memories of the Nintendo GameCube, the 64 as well, which is why Ocarina of Time is my favorite. But the Wind Waker is up there probably... Definitely top five for me. Um, we are actually working on a new ranking video for our YouTube channel, and I don't know exactly where I'm going to put my personal Wind Waker, but uh, we're going to take a collection of mine, Frank's, and a bunch of other people that we know, put it together, and then make a definitive ranking of the Legend of Zelda franchise. But there's just something about this game, something about this music. I love the art style. Everything about it is just it's vibrant, it's colorful, it's whimsical, it's fun. And I know this game... When it originally, before it came out, it got a lot of flack because obviously it wasn't what Legend of Zelda fans wanted at the time. But that's kind of on Nintendo because they showed off that Space World 2000 Legend of Zelda disp uh, demo and completely got our expectations out of whack. So when they debuted the Wind Waker, it just wasn't what we were expecting, which is why I think so many fans were taken aback by what they were seeing with, you know, the cel-shaded graphics, the extremely expressive Link where everything, you know, his eyes and his mouth told the story. And that was the first time we actually seen something like this. So it's pretty cool. Let's go ahead and take a look at the next track, the next track from The Wind Waker. It's going to be The Legendary Hero.
And that was the legendary hero from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. As you kind of heard there, it has that traditional Zelda music that you're used to hearing in every single game. You know, it's sampled within that track, and they do it really well. The legendary hero is the track that you hear when you first start up The Wind Waker, when you're getting the whole, you know, the lore of what's going on and, and it's, it's explaining the world to you. That's the track that's playing in the background. Let's talk the composers of The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. There's four of them that worked on this game. There's Kenta Nagata, Hajime Wakai, Toro Minigishi, and of course, the legendary Koji Kondo. We all know who Koji Kondo is. Let's go ahead and take a look at the first composer that's on the list here, and that's Kenta Nagata. So who, what is he famous for? His first game was Mario Kart 64, which, might I add, has an amazing soundtrack. He also worked on 1080 Snowboarding, Pokemon Stadium, Animal Crossing, Obviously, The Wind Waker, Mario Kart Double Dash, The Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition, Super Mario 64 DS, The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and then Mario Kart 7 and Mario Kart 8. Pretty good lineup of games that he worked on, and... Obviously, you hear his name a lot with the Nintendo. We'll be hearing his name a lot more. I do not believe that's the first time we've mentioned him because we have played tracks from Animal Crossing in the past. But uh, we're definitely going to be doing some Mario Kart episodes in the future. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's just he's awesome. He's amazing. I, he's really good at what he does. And yeah, he did a great job with the soundtrack. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at the next track that we're going to be playing today from The Wind Waker. This one is titled Outset Island. Set Island from The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Super, super fun track there. Very... Oh man, it just... That brings me back. That makes me happy. That track right there puts a smile on my face, and that's exactly what it was meant to do. 
I just... The Wind Waker, it, it released at a special time, obviously, when it came out. So when it released again, it was 2003. I was a junior in high school, about to be a senior. I graduated in 2004. So I was still a junior at the time when it released in March, but I was about to be a senior. And obviously I had a lot going on with school, like getting ready for college, uh, being a teenager, life, chasing all these dreams, chasing all these different things. And I don't know, man, I still made time for games. I still made time for games and I still do to this day. Obviously, that's what I do for a living. So I just remember when this came out, staying home from school and getting lost in the Wind Waker for days. I think I actually, I think I, I, my mom, my mom was super cool. Let me get that out of the way. My mom was super, super cool growing up. And uh, obviously she used to let me take time off from school whenever I wanted to, for whether it be for video games, wrestling, or just because I didn't want to go. Uh, she always would have my back and it was super cool. So when this released, I definitely took, I think it was two days off from, from high school and I did nothing but play the Wind Waker. Um, this was at a time where obviously I was working at GameStop. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't GameStop at the time. It was Funko land, but, uh, picked up the game, had the strategy guide. I never actually use a strategy guide when I play the games, but if I get stuck I always reference it back and obviously this was before FAQs were such common things on the internet. Now GameFAQs was a thing. There were obviously a lot of things, a lot of walkthroughs out there that you could access on the internet, but it still wasn't readily available like it is today. So I used to still pick up the actual paper guides that you would get from Funko Land, GameStop, EB Games, etc. And I would reference these while playing through the games. So I wanted to make sure that I got all the heart pieces, that I had literally could do everything that I could possibly do in the Wind Waker. I tried my damnedest to make it through the game without referencing anything in terms of the actual walkthrough. But as we all know, some of these collectibles are so hard to find. You know, recently playing God of War, I still can't find all the Odin's Ravens. Um, and I'm, I'm going to probably have to reference a guide to find those whenever, whenever I do get a chance to go back to it. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This, this, this was special. This game was special. Um, okay, let's take a look at the next track that we're going to be playing today from The Wind Waker. This one is titled The Battle Theme. Thank you. 
And that was the battle theme from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Anyone obviously that has experience with this game, you're going to remember that track. The battle theme, I think, is so good in this game. It just, it, it sounds epic. It sounds like a battle. And that's what it was obviously for, so it makes sense. Let's talk another one of the composers here on The Wind Waker. Let's talk about Hajime Wakai. So he was the sound composer for Star Fox 64. He did sound effects for Yoshi's Story in 97. He was the composer of F-Zero X, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2. He had a hand in the original Pikmin and Pikmin 2 and Nintendogs. Uh, obviously, shout out to Frank from last week's episode where he picked a track from Nintendogs plus Cats during our launch episode week. Um, he did the he was the composer for Star Fox Command. And more recently, he worked on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, where he was the sound director. So he's still going to this day at Nintendo, still doing a lot of things. He's taken in more of like a leading role because he's, you know, he was the sound supervisor on Star Fox Zero, the sound director on Breath of the Wild. He was a supervisor again on Hey Pikmin last year. So I think the last actual game that he physically composed was it looks like Star Fox Command in 2006. So, but he's still going strong. Like I said, he's he's credited as being the sound supervisor for the uh, Breath of the Wild, the Champions Ballad DLC. So uh, we'll have to see. I'm sure we'll be seeing his name pop up more in the future as more Nintendo games release. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the next song today. This one is a good one. This one is titled Grandma's Theme. And that was Grandma's theme from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. God, that, that just gives me chills, man. That, that song gives me chills. It, that's one of the, in my opinion, one of the most memorable tracks from the Wind Waker soundtrack. Just because, obviously, as everyone knows, I am a huge fan of slower music. Um, you know, just nice, simple melodies. I don't know, man. I just, I, obviously, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rock and metal fan at heart, but... One of my favorite things about that genre is when we get to bust into some power ballads or love songs or slower songs. And I just like tragic sounding stuff like slow, tragic, different. That's 
what I'm about. And when when something makes me feel the way that this track does, it's saying something and it's special. And, and I like to relate to that track on a spiritual level as well, just because my grandma meant so much to me while she was here on Earth. And uh, I don't know, I just that that track makes me think of her, um, obviously, because of the whole memories that I have with the Nintendo GameCube and sitting with her in a car while it's snowing outside November 18th, picking up the GameCube on launch day in front of Toys R Us. I don't know, man, this, this track is special, and I think that's one of the reasons I like this game so much and why it is so highly ranked in, in my personal Legend of Zelda games, but the soundtrack is just so good. The soundtrack's amazing. Let's go ahead and take a listen to track number six on today's episode. This one is titled Pirates. Pirates from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Another very memorable track there. I can distinctly remember that every time it would pop up in the game. Obviously, you know, you have Tetra, and I'm not going to spoil anything for people that maybe haven't played The Wind Waker yet, and if you haven't, what in the world are you waiting for? Go play this game. You can get it on the GameCube, and it was re-released in HD on the Wii U. And might I add, I prefer the Wii U version. I'll, I'll say that right now. I think the Wii U version of The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker is a much better version than the GameCube version, but all the music we're playing on today's episode is from the GameCube release. Uh, I, I did contemplate maybe doing a mixture of GameCube and Wii U tracks because the soundtracks are different. They obviously redid the soundtrack when they did it for the Wii U. And I decided to just go with the originals because we're taking a look at where obviously all these series started. And like we kind of talked about in a previous episode, we may take a little step back from the series episodes once we finish the current two that we're working on. Obviously, we have The Legend of Zelda going and then we still have uh, Final Fantasy going. So our current plan right now, we're going to have an episode on Final Fantasy in June. That's our Final Fantasy 11 and 14, the two online Final Fantasies. There will be an episode of The Legend of Zelda in July where we're going to be taking a look at Skyward Sword and A Link Between Worlds. There will be a Final Fantasy episode in July where we take a look at the entirety of the 13 trilogy. So 13, 13, 2, and then Lightning Returns. And then we'll be finishing the two series left that we have, The Legend of Zelda in August with a look at Breath of the Wild, and then Final Fantasy in August as well with a look at Final Fantasy 15. 
after that, we do have a couple more series planned, but we might be taking a step back from how we do things here uh, in terms of this series episodes. So after we do Final Fantasy, after we finish these in August, we're going to start with the Animal Crossing series. But I think how we're going to do this is we're just going to dedicate an episode to a game. We may not play 20 tracks anymore because I feel like those episodes do kind of get along, especially if uh, on a normal episode when Frank and I get a bit talkative. Well, you know, those episodes can potentially go over two hours and I have to make some cuts because I don't want an episode to be two hours long, except for special ones like our upcoming one year anniversary episode in July. So I think we'll go ahead and do going forward, you know, for series episodes, we'll still do them, but we'll just be doing one game per episode and maybe cut back a little bit and not do 20 tracks for those types of things. But we'll have to see. It's still a work in progress. Obviously, we have every episode planned through the end of 2018. We have ideas that, as we always joke about, we have ideas taking us through like 2025 because I legit have enough stuff to schedule that that long out. But uh, we don't have anything penciled in past December 26, 2018, which is the last radio hour of the month. That's the last episode that you'll have in 2018. So... When it gets closer, when it gets 2018 gets closer to ending, probably sometime in December, I'll start working on the schedule for 2019 and we'll have to see what we're going to do differently because the radio hours are not going away. The themed episodes are not going away. Obviously, our spooky Halloween themed month of October is not going away. We always still going to do things. We've got some fun stuff planned for this October. Don't you worry. We've got plenty of good stuff planned for October. I'm excited for this October. I'm probably more excited for this October than I was for last one. And last one we did Castlevania and Luigi's Mansion, which are two great soundtracks. So that's saying something. Let's go and take a listen to the next track. This one is titled Windfall Island.
was Windfall Island from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Another track that just makes me happy, makes me smile. I don't know, man. This this soundtrack is gold. Like I said, they it, it has a mixture of everything to where you'll be laughing, enjoying what you're listening to, and then kind of feel sad at the same time. So it's it's great. I want to talk about the third. We're not going to... Like I said, we obviously know who Koji Kondo is. We talk about him here all the time on the BG Mania podcast. He's one of my favorite composers of all time. He's one of Frank's favorite composers of all time. So let's talk about the third guy here that we haven't talked about yet, and that's Toro Minigishi. Uh, Let's take a look at things that he worked on. So he also had a hand in Pokemon Stadium. He was the composer there. He did work on Majora's Mask with Koji Kondo, which is awesome. He also had a hand in Animal Crossing with uh, Kenta Nagata. He did the composition for Yoshi Touch and Go. He did the composition for Twilight Princess with Asuka Ota and Koji Kondo, which we'll be hearing a little later in the episode. He worked on Phantom Hourglass with Kenta Nagata. He did the soundtrack for Wii Fit. He did the soundtrack for Wii Music. He did Spirit Tracks, Steel Diver with Atsuka Asahi. Uh, he did Super Mario 3D World, Steel Diver Sub Wars, uh, Majora's Mask 3D, Splatoon. Okay, he was the uh, composer behind Splatoon with uh, Shiho Fuji. And then more recently, the most recent thing he's done is uh, Splatoon 2 with uh, Ryo Nagamatsu and Shiho Fuji. So as of 2017, he is also still very active in Nintendo and making some amazing music because let me tell you, the Splatoon soundtracks are great. Splatoon and Splatoon 2 have great soundtracks. They definitely mix the, uh, they definitely match the flavor of that game very well. Let's go ahead and take a look at track number eight on today's episode. Track number eight is probably my favorite track from The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. This one is The Great Sea.
And that was the Great Sea from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. So you might be asking yourself, why is that my favorite track from The Wind Waker? And I'll tell you why. A majority of my time spent playing The Wind Waker was doing what? And I'm sure a majority of your time as well. Sailing the open sea. So this track is the track that I heard the absolute most when playing the game. But this track also has a more meaning to it. This track also has another meaning to it as well. Because obviously, as we know, when playing the Legend of Zelda games, when you're in Hyrule Field, when that when epic Zelda music kicks in, it's like no other. And the Great Sea is basically the Hyrule Field of the Wind Waker. Every time you jump in your boat and set sail, this music kicks on and it's like you're riding on a Pona through Hyrule Field and Ocarina of Time. And something about that just makes me happy. Obviously, you can hear a little bit of that Zelda flavor in there. You get a little bit of a remix of what we're used to hearing in Hyrule Field. And it's great. It's absolutely great. So that being said, like I said, I think this is probably my favorite track in the Wind Waker. It's not the best track in the Wind Waker, but it's my favorite track in the Wind Waker. Let's go ahead and take a look at track number nine today. This one is the mini boss theme. Was the mini boss theme from the Legend of Zelda the Wind Waker again another great track there obviously anyone that's familiar with these games and has played through the Wind Waker you're gonna know this track just because of all the times you've heard it when fighting bosses and mini bosses throughout the game it's a great piece of music it's, it's an absolute joy piece of music to listen to and yeah it's it's so good but earlier when I was talking about the Great Sea I had mentioned that a oh, while wow, that's my favorite track it may not be the best track in the Wind Waker so I may have saved the best track for last. Closing out our look at The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, let's take a listen to Dragon Roost Island.
and that was Dragon Roost Island from The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. I think it goes without saying that's probably the best track from the entire soundtrack of The Wind Waker. Not my personal favorite, again that's The Great Sea, but I can recognize why this track is so good and I definitely think that this track is probably the best on the soundtrack. It seems that the masses agree with me because while I was doing my research for this episode, I obviously like to take a look at YouTube videos and see which songs actually have the most plays, listens, comments, etc, likes, dislikes. I compare all that stuff when putting these series episodes together and obviously I don't strictly go off just what's popular because I also want to play, want to play what I think is good and what I think that the audience is going to enjoy but I was absolutely blown away by how much this track was said to be the best and how everyone has such fond memories of this track and I get it it's amazing it's absolutely great uh, just listening to it again here for the first time in a while since I played the HD remake on the Wii U I was reminded of how good it was so, um, yeah, I don't know, man, just to close out the Wind Waker, a special game released at a great time and definitely in my top five when it comes to Legend of Zelda games. But that's not the only Legend of Zelda game we would get on the GameCube, because closing out the life cycle of the GameCube, we would finally get that adult themed Legend of Zelda, that more darker Legend of Zelda that everyone wanted from the Space World 2000 demo. And that's obviously Twilight Princess. While Twilight Princess did release on the GameCube, it also did release on the Wii as well as a launch title. But we'll talk specific details when we get back. It was kind of easy picking the 10 tracks that I wanted to play for The Wind Waker because I kind of already knew what I wanted to pick. And some of the songs that I didn't choose, they, they didn't need to be in here. But I'll tell you what, when I was looking at the, the Twilight Princess soundtrack, all I could narrow it down to was like 28 tracks. And I had the hell of a I had a hell of a time trying to get it down to just 10. I feel like we could have done an entire episode on Twilight Princess and we may be doing a disservice by not doing that because I had to cut a lot of great pieces of music. So if we're not playing something that you're expecting us to hear or we didn't play your favorite track, don't worry. I didn't probably miss it. We just didn't have time for it. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing here at the Twilight Princess soundtrack, I encourage you go out, seek this soundtrack. It is from top to bottom. An amazing piece of our uh, an amazing piece of work that the, these guys did so good on it. But again, we'll talk details when we get back. So let's take a look at the first track from the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess today. This one is the title theme.
And that was the title theme from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Just like The Wind Waker, we're playing music from the original release and not the HD release that hit the Wii U. So let's talk some basic details. This game released on the Wii and the Nintendo GameCube, the first time a Legend of Zelda game released on two individual platforms. It wasn't at the same time. The Wii version did come first on November 19th, 2006. The GameCube version would release about a month later on December 11th, 2006. I owned both copies. I bought it with my Wii when we got the Wii originally, and then I picked it up on the GameCube. The version I liked more obviously was the GameCube because I am against motion controls, which is why I think Skyward Sword is one of the worst Zeldas of all time. But this game, I will say, is 100% fantastic. It is definitely within the top five of my personal favorite Legend of Zelda games. I loved everything about this. It's so good. Dark, gritty, adult, everything we've ever wanted from a Legend of Zelda game was done in Twilight Princess. And one of the more compelling stories I think ever told in a Legend of Zelda game. Obviously the original before the uh, HD remake on the Wii U, the original started out really, 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 really slow. And that was one, obviously one of the biggest complaints with the game, but they did fix a lot of that with the HD release. But speaking of that, let's go ahead and move into the next track, which happens at the beginning of the game where you spend a lot of time at when it was taking forever to get to the next part. This track is Ordon Village. Ordon Village from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Okay, let's talk the composers on this game. There were two. The first one we already mentioned earlier when talking about The Wind Waker, that's Toro Minigishi. So let's focus on the second composer for Twilight Princess, and that's Asuka Ota. Asuka Ota has been with Nintendo since April of 2003, and she has worked on 
quite a few games since then, and a number of exceptional games as well. So her very first game was Four Swords Adventures in the Legend of Zelda series. She did music for Yoshi Touch and Go, Animal Crossing Wild World, New Super Mario Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Mario Kart Wii, Wii Fit Plus, Spirit Tracks, Nintendogs Plus Cats, Super Mario 3D Land, Pikmin 3, The Wind Waker HD, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, Super Mario Maker, Star Fox Guard, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with a ton of other people including Shiho Fuji, Atsuko Asahi, Ryo Nagamatsu, Yasuiki Yawada, Toro Minigishi, Kazumi Totoka, and of course Koji Kondo. We'll be doing a lot for Mario Kart eventually. We are going to do an episode or a couple episodes maybe dedicated to Mario Kart because there's a lot of music found in there. And we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, she's she's on some great games and I'm sure her career is not done. So, you know, she's I just can't wait to see what she does next, because if her work on Twilight Princess is anything to go by, then I think uh, we should all be excited. Uh, it's unfortunate she didn't have anything to do with Breath of the Wild, but maybe she'll have something to do with the next one or the next remaster or whatever they decide to do for The Legend of Zelda next. Maybe we'll find something out of E3. Maybe that whole remaster of uh, Link's Awakening for the 3DS is a reality. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the next track on the list today. This one is Ilya's theme. was Ilya's theme from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I don't think any Zelda game would be complete without a song that sounds so similar to this one. I really, really, really enjoy this. Just something about it just makes me happy. And I get it. It's a sad and slower song, but it's really beautiful and touching at the same time. And I think that's why it took me so long to pick the tracks that I was going to pick for this episode for Twilight Princess. I legit listened to every single piece of music that this game has in it. And like I mentioned earlier, I had it narrowed down to about 28 tracks. And even that was hard to do. I mean, there were probably over 30 or 40 tracks that I feel could have made it into this episode and an argument couldn't have been made. But those 28 tracks, there was something about them that just really, I feel like we could have done an entire episode in this, like I mentioned earlier. And we probably should have. We probably shouldn't have split this with The Wind Waker because Twilight Princess probably deserved its own episode. But it is what it is. The tracks that we didn't pick can obviously get fit into a themed episode later on in, in the series or who knows, maybe a radio hour here and there. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Let's go ahead and take a listen to the next piece of music today. This one is titled, fittingly enough, Twilight. Twilight. 
that was Twilight from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Like I said, the whole Twilight mechanic found within this game, I feel like it definitely did something for this. And in my opinion, it made it one of the most compelling stories that has ever been told throughout The Legend of Zelda. Minda, let me say right now, Minda is a absolute fantastic character. And I'm so glad that she still makes appearances here and there. Obviously, she's in. I'm, I'm currently playing through uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on the Nintendo Switch. I actually streamed it over on Twitch.tv slash Games this past Monday. And I actually think I'm going to do it again. Uh, I may do it Friday morning. I might do it on Friday morning as well. Um, there is a, I think there's a Mario Tennis Ace demo dropping so I made I may check that out originally Friday morning and then switch to some Hyrule Warriors but uh and speaking of Hyrule Warriors fantastic game check it out if you're a fan of Musos or Dynasty Warrior like games it's it's so good and it tells a compelling Zelda story as well but uh I don't know man Twilight Princess definitely is up there like I said and somewhere in my top five and the soundtrack definitely helps that experience it's freaking awesome it's just that's all I can say it's it's just freaking awesome Let's go ahead and take a listen to the next piece of music on today's episode. This one is titled Faron Woods.
And that was Faron Woods from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. So interestingly enough, while researching this game and finding the tracks, I did find a few thoughts from director Aiji Anuma and Shigeru Miyamoto. While I feel this is one of the better Zelda games of all time, they maybe don't feel the same that way. So Aiji Anuma feels he did not make Twilight Princess as epic and grand a game as he intended. He said that he regrets making Hyrule a realistic grand size, saying that with that size, they were unable to fully take advantage of the space that they created. And then Shigeru Miyamoto went on to add in thoughts and said that he felt like Twilight Princess was just quote unquote missing something. And I respect the crap out of those two guys. I really do. Some of the, obviously two of the best minds that Nintendo has ever seen and the video game industry has ever seen. But I feel like Twilight Princess was a complete package. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they obviously they had some other ideas for this game and that we maybe we don't know about to where they felt like it was missing something or that it was too a grand of scale. But I really enjoyed what they put out. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's just weird to see them obviously have this backlash over the game when it's I, I don't think there's anything worth having backlash over so who knows who knows it's crazy obviously creators probably are never completely satisfied with their own work so maybe they're just being harsh on themselves one of the most iconic tracks in the entire franchise of Legend of Zelda has an amazing rendition here in Twilight Princess so let's take a listen to that next this is Hyrule Field
was Hyrule Field from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. You're going to hear that a lot when playing through this game. But that's why it's so good, and that's probably why I have such good memories of that track. I think that's fantastic. Perhaps one of my favorites from the entire soundtrack of Twilight Princess. And obviously, you could probably say the same about any Legend of Zelda game that has a Hyrule and that has a Hyrule Field track. But there's just something about this one here. What's interesting, though, is that Koji Kondo planned on there being more music done with a live orchestra for this game, presumably in uh, roughly the same amount that Super Mario Galaxy ended up having. But he ended up having to put plans aside because they ran into several problems with the live orchestra during the development. So we could have had something on the scale of Super Mario Galaxy for Twilight Princess's epic grand live orchestra all over the place, but we just didn't end up getting that. So a little unfortunate there, but still, what we did get with the live orchestra was absolutely incredible. All right, let's take a look at the next track today. We still have a couple left today. We've got four tracks left. This one here, speaking of Midna a little earlier, this one is titled Midna's Lament. was Midna's Lament from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. A powerhouse of a song right there. Not in terms of powerhouse, you know, like you don't have these epic guitars or drums or bass, but what you have is a powerhouse of a song. And it's really, really freaking good. So kind of a cool little thing that Twilight Princess had in it that fans figured out before Nintendo officially confirmed it. It was heavily suspected by most fans that the hero shade that you find throughout the game is actually the hero of time from Ocarina of Time due to strong yet cryptic in-game hints 
and then eventually that would get confirmed in Hyrule Historia. That, uh, that other theory that was floating around that the Twilight Princess Link was the direct descendant of the Hero of Time, obviously that was confirmed as well. So super cool to see Nintendo go in that route. And I think that may be why I hold Twilight Princess in such high regard as well, because it's no secret that I feel like Ocarina of Time is the best Legend of Zelda game that there ever has been, followed closely behind by A Link to the Past. I'll give a shout out to Frank there because that is his favorite. And these episodes are extremely hard to do without him, I will say, because, you know, talking to yourself and finding all the stuff out by yourself, it's it's just not as fun when you don't have someone you can bounce back off of. But uh yeah, it's just super cool that Nintendo was able to do something like that where you have a Link in Ocarina of Time followed by his direct descendant in a game shortly thereafter with Twilight Princess. So I think that's really neat. I hope we see that again sometime in the future. Let's go ahead and take a look at the next track today. This one is titled Sacred Grove.
And that was Sacred Grove from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. This episode would not have been complete without that piece of music. A obvious rendition of The Lost Woods. This track had to be included in the episode today. And what a beautiful piece of music that is. Obviously, we felt that way when we've heard it before. We still feel that way when we hear it now. Any Zelda game in the future that has a has a rendition of this, it's going to be an instant classic in my book. So there's really not much else to say. It makes me sad... But we're already down to our final two pieces of music. But we've got two great pieces of music left. The next one, a lot of people feel like maybe the best track in the game, and I and I tend to agree with them every now and then. This is a great piece of music right here. This one is titled Hidden Village. Hidden Village from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. <laughs> Man, is that one a good one? That one is so freaking good. So the Hidden Village is located up in the Elden Province, north of the Bridge of Elden. And what's interesting is that it shares a connection with Old Kasuto, which is also a ghost town with a single resident. So if you remember, Old Kasuto is back from the adventure of Link on the NES. So there's a link to there as well. A link to the past, if you will. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Uh, what's interesting, though, is that throughout the village, several posters can be found that say the word wanted written in Hyrulean text. The posters have a drawing of an unknown man with a mustache and goatee, along with an apparent reward of one quadrillion rupees. The village also resembles a classic ghost town from Western films. Obviously, this music resembles the score by Ennio Morricone from the classic films A Fistful of Dollars for a Few Dollars More and The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. So pretty cool, pretty cool. And this music also is played in Super Smash Brothers Brawl on the Bridge of Elden stage. So they obviously do call back to it there, too. 
We're going to close out the episode today with a boss battle theme. We're going to be taking a look at the Ganondorf battle theme, which is really, 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 really good. You're going to like this one, and we're going to close out with that. But before we do, we want to say thank you so much for joining us on this solo Brian episode of BG Mania. Frank will be back hopefully next week. We just couldn't, like I said earlier, we could not get our schedules to align this week to actually record the episode. And as they say, the show must go on. Freddie Mercury probably saying it a lot better than I did. But as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is uploaded on iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday morning. Leaving us a rating and a review, if you haven't already done so on either iTunes or Google Play, helps us out tremendously in terms of search results. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, remember to email us at bgmania at leveldowngames.com with those requests. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Technisport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and New Razor. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. To stay up to date on all things Level Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find our main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG. Frank is at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG and Frank is at the Frankosaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general posts and information and finally, over at twitch.tv slash games for all of our live streams, which are happening five days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. And remember, if you sub to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, and leave us that review on iTunes, we will send you one or two. We will send you one, two, or maybe even more crappy Steam games from Frank's ever-growing library of crappy Steam games. Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, a video game trailer show every Tuesday. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. And Glow, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, top 10 series, revisiting the classics, the first hour, unboxings, let's plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home event, and hopefully yours as well, the newly redesigned leveldowngames.com. Go there. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm still looking for feedback. You can also find our Twitch weekly schedule there and the upcoming schedule for our E3 2018 coverage. It's a good place to be. We hope to see you there. Next week, obviously, it's the end of the month. We're going to be doing Radio Hour Volume 11, the penultimate Radio Hour before the one-year anniversary of BG Mania. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the Ganondorf battle theme from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.
Hey guys, Brian here from BG Mania. Want to talk to you real quick about our E3 2018 coverage plans. It all kicks off on Saturday, June 9th over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames with a live recording of the Max Level podcast, which is our video game podcast that uploads every Monday. We'll then follow that up with a full reaction video and discussion on EA's press conference. And then we're going to Frank and I are going to do a gaming session. It's going to be a lot of fun. The stuff continues on Sunday. We're going to have full coverage of Microsoft, Bethesda, and Devolver Digital. We'll continue on Monday with Square Enix, Ubisoft, the PC Gaming Show, and Sony. And then we'll be capping things off on Tuesday with Nintendo and another gaming session. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we hope we'll see you over there at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all the coverage. If you can't remember this, don't worry. Just go over to leveldowngames.com forward slash E3. You'll see our full lineup of coverage, and if anything changes, that's where you're going to find it out at. If you can't remember that, if you just go to leveldowngames.com up in the menu, you'll see a link. Just click on it. It says E3 2018. You'll see our full coverage there. You can also see our Twitch schedule if you're interested in that. But we're hoping to see you there for our E3 coverage kicking off on Saturday, June 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern time with a full live recording of the Max Level podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then hopefully you'll watch us react and talk over the press conferences and it'll be great. It'll be fun. And we'll all hang out. We'll have a good time. We'll have some laughs. We may have some drinks and we'll just be silly. We'll see you then. See you next week right here on BG Mania. Have a good one.